Hello. Would you like to see the Weed Anime podcast flourish, thrive, and expand to girthy proportions? Well, if you would, you can head on over to patreon.com slash wehateanime, whereas for as little as $1 a month, you can help support us. Our current contributors are Nicole Carter, Kev Online, also known as Itsumo Litless, Katurasic, I hope I said that right, and of course, our current producer role patron, Gachi the Simp of Volume 1 Chan. Thank you so much, everybody, for donating to us to help us make this podcast happen. And without further ado, let's get on to the show. Hello and welcome to the We Hate Anime Podcast, the only podcast where all the hosts went to get cigarettes and left the guests to fend for themselves. I am guest prime, Tito Ido, and today I am joined by... Egg, I never talked to you, actually. Introduce yourself first. I'm gay. I'm Egg. I'm Egg. That's actually what I meant to say. Um, nice to be on here again. Uh, I'm drunk again, by the way. I was drunk on the last one. Just a little bit. Just a little yeah. professional buzz. But You may not like it, but this is what prime podcasting form looks like. And we are also joined by the Doku. What's up, Doc? God made monkeys for <laughs> entertainment. That's all we know, Rick. That's all we know. It's dad coup now. Yeah. Or it'll be yeah. dad coup in like a couple months. Like seven months. Yeah. Well, uh, I have oh, like a now. bunch Jeez. of Dark Place quotes like planned out in my head for <laughs> the intro. And then I forgot all of them. You're a fool. I wrote them down. <laughs> but I, I forgot uh, to get my phone out. <laughs> I just remember mostly visual comedy but by that point. But yes, because we were lent left to fend for ourselves like a bunch of animals uh rather than discuss anime today we are discussing dark place uh garf Marghi's dark place which is a six episode comedy series but first uh we need to talk about bullshit for half an hour so that's a traditional episode mm. uh, what's up with you guys like what's up with you how's your life it is progressing which is good enough for me um mm-hmm. i have been playing the metroid dread like everyone else has and I, I haven't because I don't have a Switch. I have, oh, I have also been playing up. the Metroid Dread. Yeah, that's a shame. It's been it's been four years now, so there's finally another game worth playing on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everyone, this year has been a year full of everyone loving something and me not liking it that much. But Metroid Dread is like the first thing where I'm like, I'm fucking down for it. It is yeah. really, really great. I think, um, I really, I think this I really year... At least in my personal, like, friend circle, there's been something that, like, someone has won this year. (laughs) For me, it was earlier with Neo 2E. For a lot of people, it's Metroid Dread. And then next month, for a lot of people, it's going to be Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, when it comes out. Oh, and No More Heroes also came out. Also, Great Ace Attorney, which I could be playing right now, but I'm recording this fucking episode. Yeah. been bamboozled i guess we should talk yeah. about what happened to the other hosts and why they're not here <laughs> uh mike was actually supposed to be here but uh they got they, they got stuck at work yeah uh, that's classic typical. classic moth, moth is currently uh, stranded in uh 
the Resident Evil 4 it, village, but in Alaska. <laughs> in, a, in a Gulf of Alaska, that sounds like a slur, so we're not going to pro- try to pronounce that It name. does. Last it does. It <laughs> I thought I thought he was playing a fucking game. I googled it immediately. <laughs> it's like a place with a population of like ninety people or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, that's bigger than some countries in all Europe. Yeah. Like, we can't trust Moff whenever he puts a word in the chat that none of us recognize because Moff would definitely try to trick one of us into saying a slur on the podcast. Moth is a loose cannon. I don't even. I don't even. He tried I, several times. Uh, my my girlfriend recommended I I just try to not laugh at anything Moth says just in case, because you never know. Yeah, that's I gave fair. up long ago. Like uh, anytime he says something, I'm going to clown on Mike along with him. It's sad when Mike is not here because then it just feels like a circle jerk. Yeah, but Moth <laughs> makes me laugh, and that's a shameful fact about my life, I guess. <laughs> so Metroid. Yeah, how, how's it? Metroid's Tell me fucking about great. It. I've, I've been waiting on a new fucking 2D Metroid since Fusion, and I, can, I can't play it because I don't have a Switch. <laughs> um, so I'm, I am on the final boss. I'm almost nice. done with the game. I was going to try to finish it before the podcast, but that didn't happen. Because the final boss is really hard. Um, I will say, this is probably the best Metroid game. Shit, bold. Uh, that, that's high price. Very bold. But I've heard it's unfriendly, and that a game called Metroid Dread makes you feel uncomfortable. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, okay, so it is hard. It's I don't know if it's as hard as Fusion, but it's pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fusion is hard because it's bullshit and uh, barely a good game. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was my first Metroid, but it's true. <laughs> uh, Dread has really good boss design it does uh every boss does the like igavania castlevania thing where it is possible to fight the boss without getting hit once yep yeah that is every single boss including the final boss you can fight it without getting hit if you know what you're doing and you know its patterns and its moves and that's the main thing with like fighting a boss is you have to learn their patterns. If you don't know the patterns, it's going to take you a couple times. Yeah. It's, it was always like silly in Metroid games from what I remember because Zero Mission, I guess, is the best point of reference. Kraid, Ridley, pathetic. Mother Brain, almost impossible. Yeah, Mother Brain fucking also, sucks in that game. <laughs> and, yeah, pathetic again. It's like very uneven when it comes to bosses. And... That's my favorite Metroid. Well, before Dread, that was my favorite Metroid game, was the Zero Mission. You played through them recently, right? Mod. Yes. I played uh I just played Zero Mission, uh AM2R, and Super Infusion and Samus Returns. All like recently oh, wow. in the past couple you, months. You like really went through the two D ones. Yeah, because yeah. the only because before I did that, the only two D one I had beaten was Samus Returns. So I was like, I should, yeah. I should fucking play these games. I mean, they are short games, but I never, even when games are short, I cannot like binge an entire series in one month like some people. Oh, I, to I mean, do. I took yeah. breaks. There was like gas between those, but yeah, yeah, but still, like I sometimes I see my mutuals going, oh yeah, I never played Mega Man, and a month later they have beaten ten Mega Man games. I was like, how? <laughs> how do you live like this? I can do. I could do that when I was like in high school. I can't do that now. I can't do that like, now. I, yeah. 
when I was in I, high I just school, just can't do that because of hey ADD. I, I can't concentrate on one franchise for that long. When I was yeah. in high school, I played all the Mega Man X games back to back. That's nutty. Jesus, uh, that's nutty. That's not. I too. could not do that now. Yeah. Oh, I that's did, a lie. Uh, I skipped six and seven because those games are poopy. Yeah. I mean, those games don't exist. Like we've got five, and then time skip to eight. <laughs> yep. X8 uh, bangs. I don't care what anyone says. That game's good. I mean, hey, I'm not gonna judge here. <laughs> I couldn't beat zero. <laughs> I'm not judging anyone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Dread's good. If you have a Switch, uh, play it. It'll probably be the best Switch game that comes out this year. Apparently, Dread also emulates well already. Oh, yeah, so I've heard. That's the big controversy of today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 there's been some hit articles by Kotaku and such that an emulator can run Dread perfectly, and the emulator owners are not like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like, I don't know. It's weird talking about emulators on like an official review or some shit. Mm-hmm. But who cares? it's weird talking about emulators on like. Two days after the game came out, I'll agree to that much. That 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 feels scammy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was just like, because you know, Nintendo cares more than most other like, companies, but a lot of places don't give a shit if you download like a fucking PS2 game or something. But yeah. shelling out an article about emulating a what two day old game or whatever. Uh, I hope something like those lines, yeah. I hope like ROM sites and like emulator sites don't get like slammed because of that and everything. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm not gonna pretend I'm a saint. Like when I had DS, I had an R4 card, and thanks to that, I was able to play Four Days Attorney uh, a year before it came out in Europe because for some fucking reason we had a year of a slide. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, still this making it this public and announcing it to the world of people who don't do not don't know much about emulation in the first place. Feels weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, but Dread's good. Play Dread. It's true. It's true. It is. It is a damn good metric. It feels good to play. It also. feels mm. so good. I was shocked just when I moved Samus. It didn't feel like she was moving through molasses like in Samus Returns. Um, mm. you move so fast. There's so much momentum in that game. Yeah, they you got mo- rid of. Samus moves yeah. really fast in that game. Good, good. That's how it should be. Uh, yeah, she has a slide now. You don't get the morph ball until like an hour and a half into the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Takes a little bit. And one thing that's great is, uh, it's not just your movement too. Like the world design is, it does a good job being like linear but still very open it gives you a lot of room to actually like run through large sections of the map and not only that but um the uh, samus returns had a huge issue with like you had that scan functionality or whatever where like Uh you constantly scanned the nearby blocks and all of that shit uh, it ruined the pace of that game because you were always like stopping and like making sure like there wasn't a breakable block or something. Dread doesn't. Yeah, they did the old Bioshock problem where oh oh someone said give me give, give me a moment I'll take out my camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. But the excellent thing about Dread is like you just keep fucking moving, and especially when you get into a good flow, you use your like um, your running melee thing on a bunch of enemies. Uh-huh. 
it feels fan fucking tastic. Like it's so good. I think it's the best Metroid has ever like felt at the very yeah. least. I can say that. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's good to hear because I remember my favorite parts of Zero Mission were as well. Like when I knew the uh, I'll lay down of a map well enough to just like gain momentum and just shoot the front doors in front of me before mm-hmm. they appear, so I can not lose that momentum. It was, ah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like. The game bases on like you're constantly going to like a new area, so like you get like yes. a new ability, and immediately the game like it's like the next place you have to go is immediately obvious. Mm-hmm. Always for nice. the whole game, it's like that without fucking Adam stopping to tell you and marking on your map where to go. <laughs> uh, Adam is in the game too, which a lot of people were upset about. I think they're dumb. <laughs> Adam's fine in this game. I am one of those dumb people. I don't hate Adam in Dread, but there are times where I'm like, you can shut the fuck up already. You know, like, I don't need you to talk this much. I get um, it. I get yeah. what's going on. Past trauma. I get it. The, the game is very smart. It just marks on your map like an area where there's like a hidden block or some shit. Yes. It just marks on the map that there's, there's a hidden block there. You don't have to like search around for it. It gives and you like a region. Yeah. Right. Mm, yeah, and very, very late in the game is when you get that scan ability. That's good. That's good. So it's like it's it's like an hour or so before the final boss. Mm-hmm. Kind of so helped to just that. clean up the map and everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like final mop up. That's smart. Mm-hmm. They learned from Samus Returns, I suppose. Yeah, it's very. I'm. I was surprised at how intelligently designed Dread is. It doesn't feel like. A pale imitation of a Metroid game. It feels like a honest to God like Metroid game, like a good successor to Super Metroid and Zero Mission and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, after what fifteen years? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute, and I have opinions on Super Metroid. <laughs> well, are you like, one of those people like Pat? I like Super Metroid. Um, okay. I like the level design of Super Metroid. I don't like playing the game. <laughs> that game <laughs> does not f- feel good to play. Yeah, I'll put break kayfabe and I'll say I agree, actually. Uh, when I went from Zero Mission and Fusion to Super Metroid for the first time, that felt way too slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't get through with it. How yeah. Samus yeah. feels in water in Dread is how the entirety of Super <laughs> feels. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's true, but yeah, it, it's it's rough, like because it's an interesting dynamic because you talk to people whose first Metroid was Super Metroid. And I've noticed a lot of them don't like how low the skill ceiling is with the movement in like Zero Mission and Fusion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you played Fusion first or like Zero Mission first, Super Metroid just feels like shit all the time. Like yeah. just yep. something about the physics and something just everything about it like on just a strictly tactile level is just it's gross you know best game of all time <laughs> it's good like it's great it's great it was my first metroid game uh, oh really yes i played it like years and years ago and then where mm-hmm. i replayed it recently it was like right after zero mission yeah. uh if you play it use uh super metroid redux it's like a, it's a, um, it's a ROM hack that kind of makes it feel similar 
to the GBA games. It yeah. just kind of makes the controls feel a little better. It doesn't really fix the physics, which mm-hmm. is good, but it makes the controls better. It makes That's the controls like make more, sense. That's more approachable, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Man, so, so sometimes whenever people mention controls, I remember like I had DMC one on PS2 on the first print, and you jumped with triangle if I remember correctly. And I don't know who had the fucking crackhead energy to do that. Kamiya probably, but still, yeah. <laughs> uh, you worked in video games on PlayStation consoles for what ten years? But like, but that point, you would think you'd know where to fucking put the jump button. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair. Eh? I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with the triangle button. Uh, <sighs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, anything I said from Red, yeah? Uh, something else that has come out since the last time we recorded that uh, only me and Lardo care about, and Frog, but they're not here. Uh, Melty Blood Type Illumina came out. Oh, yeah. So how do you feel going back to the public toilet to play tournaments? I fucking love Type Illumina. <laughs> <laughs> um this is i think it's i i probably like it more than strive mm-hmm. i think it is a lot simpler than strive which is not something i expected okay um, that's weird the auto so it has auto combos uh for every button so there's there's a b c and then there's a d which is basically which is just shield okay. mashing like a, B, or C, just like hitting it automatically does like an auto combo. Okay. Uh, which is fine. So dra- I'm okay with Dragon Ball like. A lot of people hate that shit. I mean, I get like having uh, one or two auto combos on all characters just to make the character somewhat accessible, right? Because there's nothing fucking worse when you're starting in fighting games in general. I was never good at fighting games at all, but. Still, when you press one button and you can't figure a way to chain that jump into anything else, yeah. and you can just make jabs, that sucks. So I get the logic behind it. And I played uh, older Melties. Like, I don't even remember what the name was, but you know what? Those games were fun, and I never got why they had this fucking reputation of games that are played in ghettos and when yeah. you talk well, about hushed tones. So that came from... So Melty... You can play Melty on anything. Melty can run on a on the like the shittiest laptop. You can play it. Yeah, like Doom. Yeah, uh, and so it kind of got this reputation, and the community for Melty is very devoted to the game. So it kind of got a reputation that like Melty players will play the game fucking anywhere. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> I mean, I respect the hustle honestly yeah. more than anything. Uh, Type Luma is not a lot of fun. Uh, the movement feels the same as old Melty. You get like a double jump and an air dash at all times in the air and it feels good uh you play arc right i played red arc so yeah 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 yeah. uh so uh i hope you dunk all sabers you ever come across online god (laughs) uh saber is apparently people are saying she's like the worst character in the game because saber from fate stay night she's in the game as a guest character and like I'm, I'm talking purely out of spite, but I'm just tired of Saber being everywhere. Yeah. Or Saber faces. Like I'm fucking tired. I like that. I like her as a character, but I'm tired of her. Let her go. Supposedly, uh, Type Lumina started as like a like a Type Moon crossover game before they just made it purely like Melty Blood. 
Oh, that sucks. Oh, that would actually be cool. Yeah. So that's probably so Saber is probably like a leftover from that. And also the original Melty Blood had a crossover character from another Type Moon game. Yeah, they they had Shiki from Karana Kyoka, I believe. Yeah. So, but Type but yeah, yeah. Type Moon was a lot of fun. Uh, highly recommend it if you're like into fighting games or interested in playing fighting games because I think it's pretty easy to pick up. So yeah, get it on PC so Frog won't be sad that they can't fight with anyone else because they got it on PC. Don't play it on PC. Everyone everyone gets it on PC. I don't have anyone to play with on PS4. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Also, I finished The Silver Case. Oh, Pog. How did you like it? Uh, I like The Silver Case a lot. It is a really cool game. That's good. Uh, I think... Sumio and Tetsu make that whole game like like it bumps up a point yeah. anytime they're like on screen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like that that duo just carries the entire experience, but uh, according to me as well. But I just it was just like my first experience with Suda games at all, and it was what I expected, but it's also totally not what I expected, and I'm kind of thankful <laughs> for that. Yeah, I went from playing No More Heroes One and Two to Silvercase. Silver case is very normal. <laughs> it yeah. feels like a normal like video game, which is not what I expected from Suda. And I started Flower Sun and Rain, and that's like more of what I expected from Suda already. I mean, like the silver case is just text basically those puzzles you feel very talking that it has, but at the same time, uh, just the entire plot structure of Here's an entire chapter. You want to know what the fuck is happening, and then you get a chapter of explanation. Is very super like. Yeah, it's like, it's really it's cool. Approach. The uh, the two protagonists is really are really cool. I also really yeah, like how so the second protagonist it shows like his portrait when you're pl- when you're like playing in placebo, and he's like <sighs> looks really cool and shit. And then when you're playing in the main game and you meet him, he looks like a fucking dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 he, the, he look has like. Four different looks in that game. It's fucking nuts. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, play Silvercase. It's really cool. Play play every video game. Yeah, play every single video game that is out Especially there. Especially Neo Tui. Play that. Oh, yeah. I-, I will when it comes out on Steam. <laughs> oh boy, That's fair. is it going to come out on Steam in a year? It's out on e- it's okay. out on EGS okay. and it has already has the Steam wrapper the DLL. Ah, so yes, okay, yeah, it'll, okay, it'll okay. Steam. That's good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anything else? Anyone else? Um, I've I've been uh, I beat Killer is Dead for the second time. In, oh, this is Surakas now, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I beat it once, like a week ago. And uh-huh. for anyone who's played Killer is Dead, I needed to play that shit again right after because <laughs> I didn't really know what the fuck happened in the story. And yeah. not only that, but I actually thought the gameplay was like pretty good in Killer is Dead. Um, no More Heroes, I was a little bit mixed on i've mostly liked the combat no more heroes um Mm -hmm. i just part of my issue is like if you utilize all of the mechanics in the game like dark stepping and stuff um you like start to shred through bosses but it seems like they designed bosses to 
either like block or like get armor against dark step if you do it yeah. too much which i wasn't a huge fan of like that kind of sapped some of the enjoyment from them for me but killer yeah, the, 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 the bosses designed to make you wait from time to time that's always doesn't feel good yeah I, i'm not a huge fan of that whole like little start and stop stuff but killer is dead yeah. you can shred through those bosses in uh, like 30 seconds a lot of the time um if you play right and everything you can just tear through them which i really really enjoyed and it adds a lot of like replay value to the game too on higher difficulties and everything um it's not like the great it's not like you know it's not like devil may cry or anything but i thought the combat was a shitload of fun worth worth like good enough to play it through again right after um okay yeah which is is weird because like when it first came out i saw reviews for it and it was like sixes Yes. Yeah. You can look at tits in that game, so that's instantly minus the points. <laughs> Which, that was also, like, because that was that's a 7 Gen game, and that was, like, the height of uh, video game journalism xenophobia. <laughs> yeah. You can feel a little bit of that. Like, a lot of the reviews are just... They don't even try to put any effort into understanding the story or anything. Like, they're very dismissive. They're like, it's nonsensical bullshit. But yeah. if you beat the game... And then watch the opening cutscene again. A bunch of stuff just makes sense automatically. Yeah, you know. So it's like I, it's really hard for me to empathize with like a lot of these critics. It really does feel like that that bad seventh gen like borderline xenophobia shit. Yeah. Was... Oh, on the, to- on the topic of Suda, I ha- I have to play Killer-, Killer is Dead. I got it for free like ages ago, but I never installed it. <laughs> uh, but I beat Killer Seven like a month ago. Made a video on it. Yeah. So that, that f- for a lot of people, that's the first Suda appeal. But uh, for me, it was second because I played the Silver Case. And holy shit, that game is very specific. Like I- even with <laughs> other Suda games, I don't, don't think there's anything like it. I am very yeah. excited to get to Killer Seven because that's the third Kill the Past game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver Case, Flower, Sun and Rain, and then Killer Seven, and then Twenty Fifth Ward, and then I think after that is just yeah. the No More Heroes games. Yeah, the No More Heroes. I, technically, there's like the Moonlight Syndrome before the Silver Case, but it never came out in English. So good luck with that. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> and yeah, don't worry about technically, it. if you want to get the full experience, you should play Killer Is Dead and uh, read the history of Shadow of the Dra- Dam. Don't play it. Just read about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Just read what, what it was supposed to be before they turned Travis into yeah. again. Also, Lollipop Chainsaw, just because the vocalist of Mindless Self-Indulgence plays one of the bosses, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that real? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, one of the bosses is a punk rocker, and Jimmy Urine voices him. I think I need to play that. <laughs> uh, Suda51 is a based mad lad. Uh, mm. Takeshi Mike is a character in No More Heroes 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the, from what I've seen from my, my friends, this guy's number no heroes. We just has segments where they talk about Takashi Mika films, like for for ninety minutes on end. Yeah, no, I <laughs> saw know, I, I, I saw like clips I, of a scene where he just talks about Gundam. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect the hustle. He's like, if I if make a game to talk about your media. if I don't watch Char's Counterattack, and the the name for Char's Counterattack is like all censored and shit. He's like, if I don't watch Char's Counterattack <laughs> every couple months, I start feel my back starts to hurt. <laughs> Oh man, that's good shit. I love it when I love it when uh, Japanese directors do that a lot, where they'll just throw some shit in there, like Sweary or whatever, with Deadly Premonition. He is not like 
the main character is always talking about movies. And the opening of Deadly Premonition is one of my favorite fucking cutscenes. It's hilarious. Because of the squirrels? Yes. It's got... The, the squirrels are fucking hilarious. What a good tone setter, too. Like, you know exactly what you're getting into when they pop up. You know, like, I gotta play that the, as well. The, the cutscene where he's, like, talking about Tom and Jerry is great. Yeah. Recently on stream, uh, a friend of mine, Void, started playing A Good Life, so I popped in for commentary as well. So that's also a swearing game. Sorry, and so not to be confused. Uh, and you know what? After an hour, I was fucking hooked. It's like walking around, <laughs> turning into a cat and making photos, but the characters sell it. Like, there's a carpenter that wears a full plate armor all the time. So, yeah, <laughs> sure. I really want to play Deadly Premonition because just the Sinner's Sandwich cutscene just immediately was just like, I gotta play this yeah, game. Good fucking yeah. luck, though. Holy shit. It's um, on Twitch. No. Nah, Twitch version runs relatively well. It. It Allegedly. crashed on me. Um, you got to be careful still. So I got a I got a bug in the Switch version where it would not let me save for a little while. Oh, oh no. And I was like, this will probably resolve itself, right? After like three and a half hours, the game just crashed. So I lost <laughs> all of that progress. Um, oh, Jesus. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, though, the game was pretty fucking good. I was really yeah. enjoying it. And play I think because, Suda oh. and Swery are like working on a game together. That would be Where great. I think so. And I That's think true. the yeah. uh, the Silent Hill dude is involved too. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They had a little, they were like on stage or something. Yeah, they had like a panel yeah. and they just called him and was like, hey, do you want to help us on our game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, okay. Honestly, with this many names, I feel like it's either going to end up great or one of them will end up stabbed in a river. We'll see which, what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. But is there anything else, or can we just hop into uh, what we uh, watched? No, on my end, I suppose, I'm playing The Great Ace Attorney right now because it finally came out in English after six years. That yeah. game is great. That's the end. Okay, I was <laughs> confused because like, I thought I had heard of it before. Uh-huh. But when they were releasing, they're acting like it was like a whole new thing. And I was like, has this, I feel like this is out, but not in English. Yeah, it came out in 2015 okay. in, in Japanese, but, only now in English. That's what I thought. Capcom was like, no, the, the American audience expects Japanifornia as a setting. We can't make a game about Japanese people in London. No. And so finally they decided, oh, wait, we can. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the game is great. Can't say much as, you know, it's a murder mystery. Spoilers, but yeah. yeah, it's one of the better Ace Attorneys that I've played. I need uh, to get back to playing the Ace Attorney games. I've never played one before, to be honest. They're cool. Which is fucked up. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it seems like something yeah, I'd like to, but... Have you, have you ever beaten a visual novel? Me? <laughs> yeah. I have. I'm not going to say what it was, but... Well, what was it? I've been one, <laughs> I've been one before. I'm not saying what it was. What was it? We're going to be we're gonna be standing here, we're going to be sitting in this podcast for like five fucking hours before I say what it was. Was it Kadawa's Children? It might have been, but I'm not going to confirm or deny it. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, wait, I have beaten that, actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so, so two. Two, two. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the original trilogy of Ace Attorney is pretty much on everything right now, so you can just grab on your platform yeah. preference and play it, and it's cool. Yeah, I, I definitely will. 
after you finish fucking Danganronpa. Oh, yeah. I forgot I started I, that. And then I, I, fucking 13 Sentinels. <laughs> I do own that. Man, now I feel bad. I got like Danganronpa for birthday from Mike, and I got 13 Sentinels from an, another friend from Void a few months back, and I haven't installed either of these. <laughs> Danganronpa's really cool. Uh, I need to finish Ultra Despair Girls, and then watch mm. the Danganronpa free anime. And then watch Danganronpa V3, which is not related to Danganronpa V3, the anime at all. Yeah. Yep. My girlfriend okay. watched all of that. She was trying to explain it to me. I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> Papa Sylvia. Danganronpa's cool. Visual novels that, that are... I have know. been visual novel pilled. Because I did That's not... That's good. I had not played any visual novels until I played 13 Sentinels. And I was like, these games, these are cool games. And I played Danganronpa. And I played Silver Case. Don't, don't fucking turn a corner now. All people like me will start chilling Fate Stay Night VN or Umineko to you. That, I that, don't the end of you. know if I could play Umineko. <laughs> it's, it's fucking eight visual novels and all of them are full. Like a novel, it's fucking... Insane. Yeah, I don't think I could play that or something like Tsukihime. Uh, I mean, I, w- I want to play Tsukima now that it got a remake and voice acting, even if it's in Japanese. And I, I need bleeps and bloops to actually get engaged with the text. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I tried to read the original Tsukihima and it had none of that. And this was just, no. I really wish the Tsukihima, I, I wish that uh, the type moon dude, the like writer, wasn't uh-huh. an insane person and would just let Tsukihima get translated. Yeah, Nasu is a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, we cannot translate our multi-million dollar properties into English properly. Please don't mind that we have the biggest gacha game in the universe right now and make bajillion dollars every day. And Fate Stay Night, the, the, what is it, Fate Go, is, is all in, it's in English. It is in English. It's like one update behind the Japanese one, but it is in English. The fucked up thing is that it's source material. The Fate Stay Night visual novel is not in yeah. English. <laughs> there, there, there's only a fun translation. And like, the same thing like Melty Blood. It, it came out in the US, but not Tsukihime. <laughs> and even yeah. in like all of the like promotion and stuff, they were like, when they were revealing characters, like the next character reveal is a spoiler for Tsukihime. And it's like, wow, I can't play that game. <laughs> 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 this means nothing to me. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. There, well, there was like uh, there was like four characters. that were like, "This is a spoiler for Tsukihime." Cool. That's good. To Apparently, know. the character I play is allegedly a spoiler for Tsukihime. <laughs> yeah, she turns into a cat later. <laughs> <laughs> Neko arc is good. She's apparently in the remake. Yeah. So that's based. good. They they redesigned uh, her uh, based on Arc's new design. It's really fucking mad to me that I knew about Neko Arc for like a decade or so because of the old Maltese and because I watched Carnival Phantasm and now suddenly in 2021 people are losing their minds over this design. Yeah, I, I remember like, seeing Neko Arc. Who are you? Like a while, like a long time ago. And yep. like now, like with the new Melty coming out, I guess that was just like, now she's been memed everywhere. I mean, she, she's got good sprites. They're good for memeing. Yeah. So Nick Ark is, is good. 
And speaking of memeing, uh, as mentioned at the beginning, uh, for today's episode we have watched the cult classic of horror from the 80s, Gar Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually like a... Yeah, six, uh, well, okay, wait, go ahead. No, go on, go on. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, the Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a show from 2004 Yes, that is a parody of like 80s hospital drama slash horror shows. Like, uh, like, um, like the old like Stephen King like horror shows that would be on cable yeah, shit. Uh, but both horror shows and I think stuff like ER or Grey's Anatomy yeah. as well is like getting the shit in the stick here. Yeah, so it's like it's presented as sort of like a documentary series about a cancelled show from the 80s. And it's really fucking good. I love it's the good. show. It's really good. Um, yeah. It is like, directed by uh, Richard Iotti. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you know, if you've seen IT Crowd, you know Richard Aoyote is fucking hilarious and he's great. Uh, and he plays the funniest character in the show. In, in Dark Place. I think I know. Yeah, I think, I think I've seen clips of him in IT Crowd, but uh, I haven't actually watched IT Crowd. But yeah, the, the Dark Place has this absolutely wonderful energy of everyone in the crew knew exactly what they have yes. to do yeah. and they didn't do it. <laughs> um, there's so, so dark place, the show within the show uh, is made to be like purposefully bad. Like it's like a bad show that they're making a documentary about, but like everyone thinks is like this gene, this like work of genius. Yeah, it's it's the, the dark place is if it existed in real life it would be that TV series that your horror friend tells you is the best shit ever despite the fact it has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is yeah. <laughs> like the way I would describe dark, Garth Marenghi's dark place is like British Black Dynamite. <laughs> that's actually not bad. That's not a yeah. Bad, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Succinctly gets to it. Yeah, there's like things it replicates as jokes that you would never expect like literally any show to try to make a joke about it like the ADR mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> ADR yeah. is the funniest shit in the world for sure and it's it's really cool because like just the first episode like all of the humor is so dense like it's so dense yeah. like a single scene has like 50 fucking jokes or something like <laughs> yeah. it does not like the ADR gets busted. A fly will fly onto someone's face. Like the camera, like someone will flash the camera. They'll look straight into the lens and there'll be like a jump cut. Yeah. Like there is so much. It does not stop. I think like my favorite bit of visual guy that, I, that it was in the first episode as well is like after an in, entire insane scene where there's 20 jump cuts to people shooting guns on a corpse because of course they have to kill <laughs> a, a zombie. Yeah. Then they're talking in the cemetery and the fucking gravestone is moving in the wind because it's made out of yes, cardboard. Yes, I love that shit. It's really, the, the attention to detail is super impressive. Like there was a certain point where I wasn't even laughing. I was just admiring the craft. <laughs> Like the dedication yeah. to all of the bits and like all of the special effects and like just getting everything perfectly right. Um, yeah, like the one of the bits I particularly loved in the 
whatever. I think the ape episode, I believe, the Apes of Wrath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, there's the entire scene that just makes a point of uh, Rick Douglas and Doctor Rick Douglas MD. Very important to say the full name. <laughs> uh, pulling out his gun and counting words one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Oh yeah, I shot that guy. So I only have five. And then he t- takes nine shots right after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It's so fucking good. It's so on point. I think, uh, God, I just forgot. So what is everyone's... Oh, wait, okay, before before that. Uh, I think we need to talk about uh, more about Richard Iote and his okay. character. <laughs> so mm-hmm. everyone in this show plays basically two different characters. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. play... The actor and the character. Yeah, they play the actor itself and then the... The act, the character, the actor is playing. Mm-hmm. So Richard Aote plays like the producer for the show, and as part of the show, the producer is a really bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> and when they first show, like the first scene, the producer is in it. Like so, like the show would like hard cut to like interviews with, uh the cast and like right before the show like the right before the producer's first scene he talks about like yeah i'm not usually an actor but garth wanted me in this show so you're about to see my my debut and it's like hard cut to the worst fucking acting you've ever seen yeah (laughs) he's like constantly looking at the camera yeah and he's like very wooden (laughs) and and one thing one thing i love is i i think the very first shot of him is looking straight into the camera like that's the shot you know and i love to imagine that like like if you've ever worked on set with someone like making a video or something like that if you ever have someone who looks into the camera a lot you're almost tempted to just have a shot where they look straight into the camera (laughs) and i'm wondering if that's what they were doing like they were like you know, putting themselves into the position of like the crew making this fake show, if they just did that for his first scene, you know, yeah, just make it easier. And that like they're just the whole show is like that. It just has those layers. Or if you just keep thinking about it, it's like, did they put that much thought into this? And it's like I think they really did. Uh, yeah, like in particular, I think in episode two where the tempest might maybe free like they on purpose every single time they shot this character talking it's from the neck up and it's like the worst possible yeah. frame so <laughs> it's so good it's so fucking funny F- funny thing is i knew about dark place before watching dark place, dark place because of a meme format that was born out of this poor fucking temp's head <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I remember that that was a thing like a decade and a half ago i think i think the quote everyone knows from this show whether you know about the show or not is uh, i know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards Cowards. <laughs> man you know it i was familiar with that quote and it still fucking blindsided me in the show <laughs> like the episode it shows yeah. up in i was not expecting it <laughs> it's so good I ask literally, what if we kept uh, paying Dr. Spinas? Could they literally turn into monkeys? <laughs> and that's somebody, something nobody ever asked before. I am one of the few writers you know that have written more books than they've read. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. And it's, it's so funny, too, because, like, 
this show is so quotable, it's also it's almost not quotable. Like every other line yeah. is something ridiculously memorable. I love it. What is what is everyone's favorite episode? That's a tough one. Oh boy. That's a really tough one actually. I would say that episode as a whole, I would say fifth Scotch Mist, just because of the entire premise of the uh, ancient evil being Scottish people. Yep, that, that's my pick, <laughs> Scotch Mist. <laughs> like the, the, the entire fucking premise of I had to stay a night in Glasgow. God, no. <laughs> well, but my aunt lives in Scotland. She says it's a nice place. Well, then your aunt is wrong. <laughs> and I love that they keep cutting back to the interview bits and he's like trying to make himself not seem racist. He's like, no, yeah, no, no, no I'm not racist. Like the character is racist. Like you don't get it. Yeah. Scotch Miss. Sometimes is... you have to be a bigot to take down the bigger bigot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, every, like every episode is just like, dance with jokes but for some reason scotch mist just always fucking gets me from start to finish yeah i think i think i I was really enjoying it i wasn't sure about my favorite episode but then when the scottish dudes start talking and the subtitles popped up (laughs) that like sealed the the fucking deal for me despite the fact you can perfectly hear them and understand (laughs) in fact like they're they don't even because one of the one of my favorite running jokes is that sometimes there will just be horrible line reads. Like they will mumble through a line like incoherently. Yeah. Um, but the Scottish people are actually perfectly articulate. Like they're probably some of the most articulate in the show. <laughs> I love what the subtitles say like you, you are the perfect Highlander or some shit. And then Perfinsky is a Scottish person. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a great one. I think my personal favorite might be the last one though mainly because you get a good sense of progression of like this is where everything really fell apart like yeah. they're like reusing ideas like the mist like coming in and going away and causing a conflict and like yeah but now it's a different color so it's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you have like um they they like lost a chunk of footage so it's just a slideshow of polaroids and stuff <laughs> It's so fucking funny, and it's kind of like that. It's got it's got such a good like, yeah. This is the last episode we filmed. Energy. Yeah. She's turning. Yeah, I think like uh, yeah. We have to blow her. I think like the f- last episode has my favorite scene, not the episode as a whole, but a scene where the guy just fucking breaks into a music video. Yes, that oh, part's God, so good. Yeah. yeah, and that song's a, a a jam too, which is fucked up. Richard can rap too. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. <laughs> He's not doing too bad. Oh, man. I think. Also, like, on, on the topic of. Sorry, just to, to get into something that I noticed thanks to YouTube comments. Thanks, YouTube. Uh, when it comes to subtle humor, is that all characters are mentioned as doctors except for the one female lead character. Yep. She's, yes. it's just her She's name. just kind of yeah. there. And it's so funny, too, because, like,. They do a good job playing off of like this really vicious sexism the whole time. Yeah. Like the second episode, how she is very reasonably upset at everyone being dismissive of her. And then it ends with like everyone being in the right by lobotomizing her. Or <laughs> Which is so Thanks extreme. Thanks for the lobotomy, Rick. <laughs> I love how uh, the characters in the show 
are responsible with so many deaths and they still have their job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always make sure to have a scene where um, Garth Marenghi's like uh, talking to a kid, though. Yes. He's like, yeah, here's here's the medication <laughs> that I paid for you because you're broke and you don't have enough money. Like, like just they make sure to slide that in there every episode. Rick, you're the most sensible person I, I know, and I know God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great... There, there are a ton of jokes where it's like they ADR a single line in real quick, and that's yeah, like yeah. one of my favorite ones. Don't do drugs, kid. <laughs> From the first episode. <laughs> that's a great one, too. <laughs> I've, I'm not Jesus Christ. I've come to terms with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime he's talking to a oh. kid, it's just gold. Yeah. Yeah. Or also the fact that in every episode they want to show him being cool and driving around a car, but they couldn't afford a car, so it's a golf cart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like like a lot of the episodes have a bit, I don't remember if it was every single one, but they have a bit where he's walking in slow motion and he's saying yeah. stuff that's supposed to be badass, but it's always something that makes him look like a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> like he's like, I didn't have time for a shower, so I just had to rinse off the important bits. Like, that's so fucking disgusting. <laughs> I ran the only way, way I knew how to, putting one full leg in front of the other in rapid succession. <laughs> and then he says, like, he says, like, as I rounded the corner, I felt muscular and compact like corned beef or whatever. <laughs> that fucking killed me. So good. It doesn't fucking stop. Well, like, I really applaud the fact that the comedians that wrote this and acted in this were able to convey this energy of somebody way too far up his own ass so well yes. like, it's, it's really great it's subtle too like it because obviously you have the over the top like i don't believe in subtext bit but like yeah. even just the premise of each episode like trying to make a parallel with like the aids epidemic or whatever yeah <laughs> like what a fucking dipshit what an asshole to try and even do that i was really afraid that my one of my twin daughters will try to eat the other one but they didn't <laughs> i chucked that up to good parenting <laughs> the the fucking the scene at the end of the first episode he's like shooting the zombie and then there's like a random cut to uh Richard Iodi's character just shooting a shotgun into the air. That's one of my favorite gags. Like, it's just a harsh cut. He's not even aiming at anything. He's shooting it into the air like rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's the part in the last episode where they're like fighting in a bar that he just walks in and just starts shooting a shotgun into the air. Yeah. <laughs> this is a hospital, people. <laughs> and a hospital that apparently has a bar. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that. At a certain point, I just started accepting everything that was happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah, his his dick is green now. It needs to get cut off. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, every hospital has uh, water and mirror storage. Right? I get it. <laughs> they're, they're in boxes that say water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because everyone gets the water and it's bright green. And then they're just like, ah. Thank God I was thirsty. And then they don't even like they don't even think about it. They just chug it. it takes like months yeah. before they realize that the water is what turn everyone into apes. And then fucking yeah, but I, uh, I only took a small sip. That's why I was fine. There's this line saying, thank God I only took a small sip. <laughs> I think that that might be one of my favorite um, touches is like 
how insecure Garth Marenghi's character is as a writer because he's constantly yeah. sliding in exposition that's totally unnecessary into like every scene. We were we were staring out the window for what felt like in forever, but it was probably between twenty and thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fog is retreating. Yeah, it is retreating. You're both right. It is retreating. <laughs> and then they have that bit. Um, it's either in the second to last episode or the last episode. I can't remember where. They have a huge exposition dump, but they couldn't slide it into ADR, so it's just shots of the room, like shots yes. of plants and like the window. <laughs> I think I think yeah, that's Scotch Mist. Like a, yeah, yeah. That. that that is a good fucking episode for sure. Either that or the apes one. I think. Oh no, wait, you're right. That is the, it is the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that. the apes one. It is the apes one. Yeah. Fuck. Dark place is so good. Oh, yeah. It is. Really good. I know. Like the pod- uh, apparently. No, I just want to say, apparently there is a spin-off uh, that's a talk show uh, by Dean Lerner, so the producer of this show here, and, like, I have to watch that. Yes, uh, I think that, oh, is, yeah, also, I didn't that is also on YouTube. I've seen some of it. It's uh-huh. pretty all right. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not as, as strong as just, like, place. the show itself, but it's, mm, it's yeah. Well, clearly it wasn't directed by Gareth Morandi, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> Okay, I do yeah. I do want to say I do have my favorite line written down. It's during one of the interviews with um mm-hmm. what's his name? Todd Rivers, I think. Where yeah. he just says he just says, Oh, I don't care. I'll play anything. I'll play a Nazi. I'll play anything. <laughs> <laughs> like Nazis is his only example. <laughs> and then he says, I won't kiss a man. Yeah, and he's like, I won't kiss a man though. <laughs> You and he were. Also, the sl- sl- slow realization that there's only interviews with the male cast and not the, again, one female actress, and that's probably because they killed her and dumped her somewhere, according to the implications <laughs> towards the end. Yeah. yeah, it's strongly implied that the producer killed the one female actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, she, she's sadly currently missing. Strong emphasis on probably that. I think she's probably in Eastern Europe. So I think she might be alive. No, I think she's buried in Eastern Europe. Uh, if they gave her a proper word at least. Very subtle. Very subtle foreshadowing. Wait. Ah. What else is there? It's only six episodes. There's like so much to talk about, but really not that much to talk about. I know the best way to like... You, like, I feel like everyone just needs to see it. Like, if there's one takeaway, it's like, if anything we've said sounds kind of funny, that is the entire show all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, every like, episode starts with Garth Marenghi reading, like, an excerpt from one of his books. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, one of the funniest lines from every episode. <laughs> it is, yeah. They tried every position on top, doggy style and normal. <laughs> And then I harvest ate them. <laughs> uh, the- it's like, it's amazing because I only watched all these episodes now, uh, pre- preparing for this uh, podcast. And like, I remember so many lines. It's, it's insane. Yeah, no, like, it's over, bo- bo- I've been watching it over the course of like the past week. And I still remember shit from like the first episode. 
Yeah, it's like it's not at an artist, not just the quality of it, but also the density of it. Because if there was like one or two good lines, I'd probably forget that. I'm forgetful, bitch. But there's just no way for me to forget everything. There's too much. I, I had to just stop myself from just like putting in the our uh, our Discord, just like just random quotes from the show, because <laughs> it's all so good. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Now, we haven't talked about one of the episodes yet, I don't think, where uh-huh. it just opens on just straight up like a rape scene. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was another part that just fucking blindsided me. <clears throat> the fucking eyeballs child episode. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. almost tempted to say because it's tough because like I kind of want to say that's my favorite episode. But then when I think about it, it's like almost every episode is my favorite episode because <laughs> All of them just have, like, a unique thing. Like, yeah, Scotch Mist is funny, but the part where he just beats beats a small eyeball baby to death at the end? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Because, <laughs> because it out. bit him. I will say also the eyeball the f- baby takes me out of it because that puppet looks too good. Yeah. I actually thought that, yeah. The, <laughs> the, 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 the fact that just... He named his child Skipper twice, and both of them were after a dog. It, it turns out that it's just... <laughs> he wrote it because he has five daughters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that I don't love them, but uh, I don't feel they're on my side. <laughs> uh, fucking, what's another? The, the scene in the first episode where uh, the the dude explodes... And yeah. it's like supposed to be a right? really powerful scene where he just like punts him with a fucking shovel, like a yeah. golf ball. Yeah. The, the very fact that the, he explodes and then it's, oh my god, are you all right? I don't think I'll make it. But it's just the fucking head on the floor. Also, clearly sticking out on the floor as well, because of course. God, watch dark, watch watch dark place. Yeah, it's like. If you have any sort of interest in film, it's like the perfect example of all, of all the things you can avoid. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Beautiful. And I think it, it works on a lot of levels too, where if you're not super familiar with like directly what it's parodying, you'll still get a lot out of it. Yeah. It's still yeah. really funny and like clever. But if you're invested in like if you've seen some of this stuff, or even if you're just invested in filmmaking, or if you've tried making a, like a film before, like just every time Richard Aoadi like looks into the lens and then there's a jump cut, you just feel it. Like it's just so perfect. <laughs> and like every ADR scene where like there's like a there's always like a scene where it's like four characters talking and one of them is ADR'd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inexplicable. Or just when somebody walks away on, or turns and then has to wait like a full two seconds because before the other actors gets on their oh cue and says the yeah, thing like, yeah. stop right there. I just remembered one of my favorite jokes from the fucking, uh, it's from the Eyeball Child episode where um, Liz, uh, they were like, um, Dr. Rick Douglas, MD, and Liz are in like the locker room together or something. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I didn't know you had a, and then just, and and there's just a, a cut, just Garth Marenghi just turning around. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. also uh, yeah. I think it's also in that scene 
We don't have much to talk about uh, anymore. It seems we don't. Goodbye. Bye. See. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's also the scene where the character Dr. Rick Douglas MD picks up a Garth Marenghi book, and it's the most pretentious shit yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same scene actually. <laughs> <laughs> that one's so good. He's like, he's like reading it, and he's like, "Wow, a lot of people dismiss this genre, but it's actually pretty good." <laughs> This Garth Marenghi guy showed me some stuff. God, oh, it's a fantastic series. It's great. I, uh, I, I, it's. I was able to trick like into watching Dark Place, which is something I've been memeing since they asked me to start being on the show, and he's not even here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fucked. That is fucked up. Still, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I fi- finally got uh, like incentive. To watch it myself because as I said before we start recording I've seen this entire show in clips before but never in the way yes. it was intended uh, yeah. Yeah. just look at there's a uh, there's a Garth Marenghi uh, Dark Place like out of context Twitter account just look at scenes from that yeah. and then just like that's the whole show <laughs> I, I think there's also a Twitter account that just like Place it up as if Garth Marenghi was running the account, yes, that's and he uh, retweets all all the praise and gets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show's great. It's on YouTube. It's also on Amazon. It's only Prime. six episodes. Yes, and I actually think that's probably one of the best parts, in my opinion, because like I do think if it was more than six episodes, it might overstay its welcome. Yes, because a lot of jokes like the ADRing and um, like looking into the camera, stuff like that. It Those kind of jokes get repeated a lot. But the yeah. show ends before it gets old. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it yeah. manages to keep that humor fresh with each episode, and it it's really dense, and it keeps up that quality. And it's only, like, six 20-minute episodes, and I don't know, it's perfect. Yeah, it's the, the biggest problem with parodies, I think, is that they often don't know where to stop, and sooner or later you run out of jokes. Yeah. And that's always yeah. a big problem. But luckily, the British format of, yeah, we made six episodes, that's the whole series, works really well here. For and sure. I, I will say, if you like this show, I would recommend watching IT Crowd, even though the writer and creator of IT Crowd is, uh, is, a, is a massive transphobe. <laughs> like, um, an insane person. He's, al- he's, also, he, he's also in one episode of Dark Place, but he dies in like 20 seconds. Yeah. Well, he's in two yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah, he is, right? Really? He's the same guard. He's like... um. In the last one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's in the last one for sure because he, he, he's the guy that uh, like parks the lady next to a vent and then goes to a toilet and, oh my God, I didn't wash my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but IT Crowd is also really good. It's got, also got Brasciari in it. It's got the guy who played, um, fucking, I already forgot his name. <laughs> the, the other doctor. That's the guy. Not Rick Douglas. Oh, you're talking about uh, Todd Rivers? Is yeah, Todd right? Rivers. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. also an IT crowd. He plays like a manager. Dr. Sanchez, Dr. Sanchez, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I've never seen the IT crowd. I feel like I really need to. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, especially after Dark Place. Yeah. You and him were buddies, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> there is a whole bit in like one of the... Um, so on... On YouTube, you can find just like uh, like specials they made. There's like a whole bit of like of like an extended version of that interview that's at the end of the series, 
where oh man, I uh, Todd Rivers that. goes, you and he were buddies, weren't you? And there's like a whole bit of that. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, is great. Also, I, Amazon, like I, the Amazon Prime version is like, the quality is way better. <laughs> yeah, the, the quality on YouTube is like 20 pixels per byte. It's pretty pixels, bad. I tried to watch it on YouTube first and I was like, I can't do this. So I watched it. I, Authentic experience right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the, you can chuck it up to the intended way to experience it on a shitty YouTube video that was probably ripped from the VHS in the thousand <laughs> It's fucked up that like they're they only release DVDs of the show in Europe. So yeah. and they're <laughs> it's region locked, so you can't watch it on a US like DVD player. Jeez. Now you know what it feels like, fuckers. <laughs> Man, region locking of DVDs is the dumbest shit. Region locking in general is dumb. Region lock, yeah. Region locking, I think, is fucking sucks. Yeah. What's even the purpose? Like, why are things region locked? Um, uh, copyright laws in different countries mostly. We've got license for country X, but not for country Y. Yeah, God, what a huge pain in the ass. I know, like, yeah. gaming systems, like they stop being region locked, right? Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, they've yeah. been region locked since like the PS3. Like the PS3 was, or the, yeah. they've been unregion locked. Mm-hmm. Like the PS3 wasn't this, this has mostly to do with uh, TVs because now everybody has the same LCDs, but back in the day. Uh, European TVs were, had all 50 hertz refresh rate, ah, so it was 50 FPS. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be done that way. Which fucking sucks. Like cucks. playing DMC1 on. on yeah. Fucking 50 <laughs> playing FPS. The, that sucks. Play, yeah, playing DMC at 50 oh, FPS God. was bad. Yeah, I remembered um, I watched somebody stream the PAL version of uh, Symphony of the Night. Looked like it was running in yeah. slow motion. I could not fucking yeah. believe it. Yeah, it's weird because like half those games are already like. The physics are tied to the frame rate, and then they didn't account for the the EU version. It's rough. So, welcome to Europe. Speaking of Devil May Cry, uh, (laughs) Egg, you said something very stupid on Twitter earlier today. Oh, are we bringing this on the podcast? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting to get interrogated on this. You said that Devil May Cry Five had a mediocre story. I didn't say that. <laughs> all I said, said was Devil May Cry 5. That's all I said. <laughs> there might have been an image attached to my statement, but I don't know anything about that. Your Honor, my client claims that, that he did it for, for, without context, and you can't drag it out there here. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man, I did, needed Moff here for, for an extended lawyer, but he was the better console. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, is that it? Anything else to add? Uh, watch Dark Place. <laughs> the Watch Dark Place. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, so good. I am. And I, I think most of my friends are Dark Place pilled, and now even more of them are. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, I need to pill uh, my friends and my fiance probably over some. You know what? Halloween is kind yeah. of close. And maybe, like, maybe, maybe yeah. Dark Place is great because you can just watch it in like one sitting. It's like fully coolly. Yeah. Yeah. It only exactly. takes like less than three hours to watch the whole series. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. <laughs> yeah. 
And with that, that has been the We Hate Anime podcast. Now finally living up to its name as we did not discuss a single bit of anime and let's keep it yeah. that way. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, the, the next episode is going to be, because it was spooky month, uh, the ghost stories dub. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be Egg, that Do one. you know anything about the dub of ghost stories? I have actually seen it. Okay. Before, believe it or not. All right. I've seen scenes of it as well. I oh. have actually not seen it, so you haven't. <laughs> I've seen oh, clips that's gonna of be it. fun. <laughs> you gotta see the. Look forward thing. to your life two weeks from now. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that motorcycle is the perfect <laughs> end cue there. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, ambient Oklahoma noises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bye Oklahoma. Goodbye. Have a good night. So, <laughs>